Friday Afternoon Deploy is a gritty reboot of the Ricky Lake show. Except we talk about JavaScript. <laughs> and mayonnaise. So that's the first time that's bit me. That's, I've gotten bit by that. That's the I've first done an time that one's bit me. Episode with the board in that. Format. That's true. I, I got to record. I got to because mm-hmm. it goes to like blinky record mm-hmm. to solid record. Oh yeah. And then you still have to push play. Yeah. That one I don't because they're for. going for that old school feel of everything might be set up to record, but you got to make that tape deck roll so yep. that the magnets can rub on the film. Whatever the hell happens. They they definitely with this board went for like everything needs to feel old school. And yeah. It, it's like. It's skeuomorphic to a fault, which we'll get into with our content later. Mm. I just saw Daniel scurry across the virtual space. I'm never going to get tired of watching people scurry around in this like they're NPCs. Can you see me right now? Uh, oh, wait. Where's my... I, I see. There, there, there he is. All right. Guys, I'm, I'm running laps around I here. Tried to, I tried to get the desktop app up and running, oh, and shit, it is coming not working for me. It worked for me. It worked for me, too. M1? Oh, man. Are you on no. M1 hardware? You're on no, M1. I'm on M1, and I got no problem with it. It's just JavaScript. You're... Your crappy computer. Oh, it's can JavaScript. JavaScript. Have you tried it ten times? You gotta. Yeah. JavaScript always restart, works restart, in restart. a Monte Carlo simulation. You just have to, on the thousandth try. Some video I was watching because my feed is full of weird alt investing ideas, and I was. Uh, so my, we're back to our previous yeah, conversation we're back to our about previous risk conversation profiles. About yeah. risk profiles. My crypto bro, dude. Go ahead. And <clears throat> all the way out. Um, NFTs for you, sir. Nah, I. I We'll get there. Some, we'll go back to that. I've got some fun. crypto. That'd I'm interested in NFTs. I've mm. done some dabbling, can... mostly around fun, cheap sports ones. I'm I'm curious, right? I'm yeah. I'm NFT curious, you could say, mm. in my profile. That's brave. Yeah, but that thank you. Your... I, and I'm willing to be open about it. You know, there was a, a long time when I couldn't say out loud that I was NFT curious uh-huh. um, because the you know I don't want to get canceled. See, I had a bad experience personally uh-huh. with crypto, and I... I've just avoided it ever since. But. I'm working through it with my therapist. That's good. That's good to get those things out. I, I think I, I know what happened with your bad crypto experience. Yeah, I, s- I sold a bunch of Ethereum <sighs> for F. what I thought was a lot. It was like 150 bucks. Now it's like $10 million. I don't do the math on it because... Yeah, it's um, nothing but pain. That's pain and then nothing good comes out of that, I, you know? I, Just like everybody that had like 15 Bitcoin. And on tw- a and, flash drive? Yeah, in like 2014. Yeah. I'd, and you're like, yeah, I can't even buy a fucking pizza with this and yeah. Threw it in the dumpster. Are you the one with a missing hardware wallet? No. I think it's my buddy Tosh, who's been on the podcast before. There's a wallet somewhere that he's like, it's probably gone, but it's not beneath um, him to have buried it like in a mayonnaise jar somewhere in Texas. And so he's looked many times. He's an expat now. He lives out of the country. But every time he comes back to the U.S., he goes digging a little bit harder for that wallet. He's like, I think I had like 25 Bitcoin. <laughs> that's that's, that's fun. just that's fun. Yeah. See, I have mm. fractions of of coins. Mm. On my no, no, he wallet. had he had whole coins. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. He had Yesus. he had a stack of of Bitcoin Hamiltons. <laughs> oh, woof. <laughs> woof. Yeah, I couldn't imagine. And I I know that's a common story these days. But mm-hmm. man Almighty, like you just can't live with yourself after that. I I I was the one who stumbled on like randomly trying to get. 
Now it's through the process of uh, making our NFT because, of course, we have an NFT. I was to say, our, po- our patrons definitely are holding some NFTs because we released a botched episode as an yeah, NFT. Yeah, we've got a ba- botched episode that's an NFT on Open. Was it botched OpenSea? by this board situation? No, it was botched by some software we were using. I think it was mm. bad audio. Oh, yeah, yeah. We were remote recording. Yeah. yeah. yeah that'll but, happen. Yeah, through that process, I dug up my old wallet because it, it was on the Ethereum blockchain. And I was just like, look at that bonus money I got. And then tried to sell it. And it just happened to coincide with a giant tank mm. in Ether. And mm-hmm. I was just like, cool. Glad I lit that on fire. Yeah. Yep. Though I, I'm really happy for the sports site that you sent me to, as it does accept you can do non-traceable currencies. You want to. I'm not surprised that a, a site for... Um, An offshore sports betting website yeah, yeah, <laughs> accepts uh, uh, non-traditional yeah. currency. Yeah. Surprise. <laughs> Who'd have thunk? <laughs> when you go to betmysports.ghana, it accepts Bitcoin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think what ended up happening to my Ethereum is I sold it all to put it in Stellar Lumens. And because uh, I got I got pump and dumped. No, I remember the Lumens rush. Everybody was going for Lumens. Lumens are now currently, well, I don't know if this They're is They're worth today. a ham sandwich. Yeah. One Lumen is worth a ham sandwich. I'm looking. 37 Not even cents. Turkey. 37 cents. And oh, I don't think that's much different that's... than it was the day I, I bought them. Wait, oh, so you bought them at that low? No, um, yeah, probably. Something around. They okay. might have gone well, up. I mean, The point is that I sold all of my Ethereum. That this was, was going up, 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 up. Well, it wasn't at the time. Well, So yeah. I sold it at the turn when Bitcoin had that major crash at 20K. It was December of 2017. It had to have been 2017. It was around then. That's when I sold all my Ethereum. So go look at the price of Ethereum December 2017. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go look, but you no, can go you look. And tell me how stupid I should feel. You need, you need those diamond hand bros. Oh, God damn it. No, no I want to Diamond hands. The easiest way to have diamond hands is to lose your crypto wallet. <laughs> <laughs> but but <laughs> only cut, temporarily. To cut your hands it. off? Yeah, yeah. That, that's Tosh, the best way to have Tosh diamond has, hands is to cut Tosh your hands off. has the most diamond of hands, yeah. yes. Yeah. <laughs> Bury your hands in the backyard in a mayonnaise jar. <laughs> oh, Ethereum, when I sold it, was worth about a buck twenty a coin. And I sold 500 bucks worth. Oh. A buck twenty a coin, Good not a dollar twenty. One hundred and twenty dollars okay, yeah, a yeah, coin, with you. Okay. and it's worth forty six hundred a coin as of this moment right now. Um, forty six hundred a coin. Yeah, do the math on that. Yeah, man, that was like that was deep five figures worth of Ethereum. I'm sorry. That's all right. Huh? It's not the first investment I've had not it's, pan out it, for me. We've all had a similar experience in something. We all have. You guys work at my best investment yet? Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Thank you. Thank it's, you. It's Thank done. You. It's done okay. I, I, I dreamed it going a little bit differently, <laughs> if I'm being honest. Yeah. <laughs> then it, it was, then it just got hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just got a hot tub, and that's cool. Yeah. You guys yeah. know I've been talking about this because yeah. when you get a hot tub, that's what you do because you try and justify to yourself the money that you spent. Yeah. But if I'm honest about how I originally planned this lofty adventure to go, I kind of saw the hot tub in year two. You know, yeah. we're in year eight. But it's this all was, right. This yeah. would have been like dual jet ski year. Yeah. You'd I didn't have, even think this far ahead. I was just like, point. I don't know. I don't know who will own that company then, but it won't be me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you started the wrong kind of company, my dude. Yeah. Now it turns out you can only sell a company like this to private equity. And then you have to work. Then you get handcuffed to it for 30 years. Mm. No. I've, I've readjusted my expectations very much in a positive way. Yeah. So it's good. I'm not actually complaining. Lofty's had a great year. Yeah. It's been super dope. It's been a great year. 
It has. It, it's a good feeling. Chris benefited. Chris came on in the year of goodness, <laughs> in which we doubled our staff this year. It's uh, it's a good feeling to yeah. be going into Q4, trying to squeeze people in with people already talking about Q1 outcomes. Yep, yep, yep. It's a it, good thing. We don't have that often. That's a new disposition for us. Q4 is usually a pretty... We're usually on the podcast going like, so... Uh, did you guys really want to get paid in we December? Did, we didn't actually write any code this month, so we don't have anything new to talk about. Yep. <clears throat> it's better now. You guys watching many Christmas movies? Me too. Yeah, yeah. man. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. What do now. That's just, that's uh, that's just watching planes, trains, and automobiles since Thanksgiving <laughs> over and over. Yep. It's what not, is? It's not quite James Bond season. Yet. You guys yet. do the Christmas Bond? No. I didn't know that was a thing, but I'm going I've to now. So TNT, TNT did a thing when I was a kid that was like okay. 14 days of 007 thing it was. It was two weeks. Hey. It was a fucking James Bond advent calendar. I could not love anything as more. As a kid, yeah. as soon as I hit Christmas break, there was a James, there was two. They would run a double header, six hours of James Bond that every awesome. night till Christmas came. And it was just amazing. That's just amazing. Every night. Like, that's awesome. That's the... I, I did not, I did that as a kid. I didn't know what an advent calendar was. Yeah. Now, Paige, my spouse, partner, not wife, but it's always hard to describe, so I just say wife, her family did the advent calendar thing. Mm-hmm. So she's brought this into my life. Yes. And it's it's fun. It's yeah. fun to get up every day and be like, cool, a new Lego figurine. Especially with, uh, you know, with a little guy. Yeah, with Henry, it, it helps him. It's a lot him. of fun. Yeah, because a month, when we go, oh, it's December, it's almost Christmas, and he's just like, oh, it's coming right now. And yeah. like, well, it's in 24 days, which might as well be a fucking eternity yeah, for they- you. No concept of time. So something to pace it out, but it works for grownups too. Yeah. So that's that's why I still watch James Bond at Christmas. It's my advent calendar. It helps me. I I was at Aldi today, and they actually have their. Uh, oh, is it the second drop today? <laughs> they we have, missed the first drop. Paige drug me out there. They after have work. the like um, seltzer advent calendar out at Aldi right it's now. Just fucking and just white claw. Just drink wait, white, no, claw. white claw. It's the Aldi brand White Claw advent calendar. Are you serious? I swear. So, so it's hard seltzer. It's not yeah, just it's seltzer. Hard, no, no, it's hard seltzer. Hard seltzer yeah. advent They're calendar. They're all about their boozy hard... advent calendars. And I was like, I, I just stood in awe. Like, I just stood in, I didn't get it. I wish I had, obviously. Yeah. I mean, are, are they all gone? I don't know. There was they usually shit ton hit of them hard. when they I was usually there. They usually have a line out the door for whatever the main one. They do two drops. I knew there was a second one coming because we missed the first and it was picked over. Well, but... If you want the hard seltzer when they were there this morning. She sent That's me so... last year. I stood in line outside Aldi because it was contactless. Jesus. 2020 to get like a cheese advent calendar and it was a mess. I would prefer a cheese one. Yeah. You you think that (laughs) they fucking, they run out of idea after about eight cheeses. It's just like this cheese is green because we put chives in it, but it's obviously not real chives because it just bled and it's just a green cheese. What's funny about that though is I, I don't doubt that there are enough flavors of terrible hard oh, yeah. seltzer <laughs> because of just like seltzer has yeah, consumed the world. Jumped the whole shark. Yeah. It's, it's, it's jumped it's, the whole entire there, shark. You can get Sonic Drive-In has a hard seltzer now. My mm. man, I drove to get Oklahoma last year to so I could Sonic get it on seltzer? release because I was so happy that it he existed. He lined up on Seltzer I Drop did. Day. Oh, wow. I drove. I, I find it hard to believe you didn't buy that advent calendar. That's the second time you've been there on Drop Day. Yeah, you're, you're, you have outed yourself. Man. I didn't. I But the Sonic one, I drove to a different state to get the Sonic one. <laughs> Cross state lines. Oh, I sure is as hell did. Is, is it 3-2 Seltzer in, in Oklahoma? Is that how that works? <laughs> they got rid of that law. Did they? I, yeah. I, I actually, you could buy real beer in Oklahoma. I made a 3-2 joke recently. And my, someone congratulations in Oklahoma got all to like, our Tulsa oh, we don't do My dad anymore. lived in just outside Tulsa for a few years when that was still going on. Sorry to hear that. I, it was not awesome. I'll Broke, be honest. Broken Arrow? 
ish. It starts with a C. I got to be honest. I don't mm. remember. I can come up with ideas for what to it the was, east. but it would offend people. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best reaction I get. Can yeah, we? That was a really good we, one. Okay, like Dan Lebetard when they have yeah, the, when gonna, they cut. Yeah, the, we gotta, gotta get. We're gonna, gonna sample that. that. We're sampling <laughs> that. I'm getting that on a. I'm yeah. getting a little Roland, like yeah. a little keypad. I yeah. whack that with a drumstick yeah, and make coming. that happen. That, that's gonna be oh, like our boy. first sample. That was, that was absolutely amazing. <laughs> uh, Oklahoma's great. Uh, we love Oklahoma. We love Tulsa. We love everyone in that beautiful state. But what the fuck is up with their liquor laws? <laughs> I don't know. We can't talk too much about that. I have to drive to Springdale on Sundays uh, to get beer. Well, but, I mean, there's some deep-rooted racism the, in the Oklahoma laws, I'm pretty sure. The blue laws, and, and they existed for a long time in the South, and Arkansas still has some, and Texas still has There's a vestigial one here because it wasn't just booze. Car dealers can be only open for one six days a week if there's anybody that deserves it let's be real it's the car dealerships yeah. i'm glad they got the hit with that you couldn't be open for a long time maybe they've changed it you now. can't drink know. and you can't sell a used car well thing. you could sell I'm on right sunday right but not that. if you sold on saturday so it was one or the other you could do saturday or you could do sunday but you couldn't do both and that was out of, you know because the it's a little progressive the god-fearing yeah, car dealers shop that, a sabbath yeah you gotta he, well, it wasn't for that. No, no, <laughs> no. It was it was straight up for the Southern Baptists who went to church on Sunday and were getting their ass clobbered by people that were selling cars while they were at church on Sunday, and so they said, "Hey, we've got to have our day off to go do our worship. So if these dudes want to sell on Sunday while we're at church, don't let them sell on Saturday. Let's make it fair." Law. Yeah, and they said, "Well, this is one example where we're not okay with free markets. Just one exception." Blue laws. Oh, let me just light up the light up the springs. We're gonna get better mic stands at the new thing. This Why? has been a, he says as he this knocks has been every a staple stand. for three Why? years. Why these are great? I don't know I, what you're talking about. They don't ever make any noise at all. Never. We used to use this for like foley sounds in the background of the show. If someone uh, said something really dramatic, like a pin drop, we could. And then he turned the corner. <laughs> yeah, it it sounds like. Speaking of, it sounds you, like an audio book. I was about to say, speaking of Dune. Yeah. Uh, Ooh, now that's leadership right there, my I guy. I was thinking more. That is more, the damn captain of the ship. I was thinking like that's, a, that's, a, that's uh, why I get that D. It was like a, a movie trailer. <laughs> director. Don't role. say don't say director that again. Role. Director role. And then he saw her in a world <laughs> standing around the corner. All right, you can talk about Dune now. I haven't seen it. Oh man, I, I want to know. You want this on the Patreon content? You want to no, no, no. We're episode. no longer Patreon content. We're far I, enough in. This is I we're wanted, podcasting before, now. Before before right. we get into it, so so you you're saying you haven't seen the current movie? Correct. But also, there have you were, seen the old movie or read the book? Have you oh, have sorry, you have you had any contact with Dune in general? Yes, right? I mean, because there was I, the I, game I when book. we were kids yep. that we all played. There was a, like there's a lot of Dune stuff. Read read the book. Read when I was younger, and I may have seen a movie adaptation. I don't remember how old it was, but was it like ninety? Old and bad. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like like CW level bad. Love it. So yeah, that's my exposure. Cool, but cool, I honestly cool. don't even sp- remember the plot to the extent. Got that it. That's where I'm at. How, how dare you speak that ill of David Lynch? David Lynch is a master. I wish I had his hair. I'd trade him in a heartbeat. But that was a lot to watch then. Wait, was that David Lynch? Is that like Mulholland Drive? Yeah, yeah, that it's guy. that David Lynch. They that let David him Lynch. make a Dune adaptation for some Which reason. Which was it either right like before. A good idea. It was either right before or right after the uh, other one, Twin Peaks. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, it was definitely like the Twin Peaks. 
wave era. That and took it's, him to it's that. got the same. I forget the name of the actor who played the the lead protagonist. In it's okay. Movies. You don't have it's to remember. It, it doesn't matter. Mm. Nonetheless, there is a. Chris got passed over for the role. He's yeah, still yeah. I'm still, still mad. Yeah, I'm, I'm still mad. So it's my peak. One of the great things. There's a lot of great stuff about like if you are marginally interested in infosec to get involved in the DEFCON community, like DEFCON the conference. And there was a window, and I, honestly, it was the window that I got deeply involved in. This may have existed before, but I never would have known it because I just assumed that everything DEFCON community-wise happened at the conference, and I'd never been. Last year, DEFCON was completely virtual. DEFCON mm-hmm. was canceled. I've got the shirt. So I attended virtually and bought the merch and did the stuff because... It, it was accessible to me That's in a way a that I felt sweater, comfortable. By the way, I thank just you very much. No, no, it's really cool. That's pretty sweet. It's really cool. This is a a very comfortable sweater repping a local uh, used bookstore That's that is no of, longer in business. Tremendous. Is it not? Are you serious? Wait, I'm no. thinking of a different one. One of them closed. You got to be. It kidding. ain't that one. It's not that one. No, Excuse there's me. no way this guy closed. Sorry, I didn't mean to scare you. Dixon Street Bookstore. Dixon Street Bookstore is Nightingale. Absolutely back Yeah, correct. Correct. This one close. This one's so great. You can buy literally. You can literally buy a map of it because it's that. Because you need one. It's hanging, it's hanging one. in my... I'm going to get one. It's hanging in my living room. And right. you do need the map. Yeah, yeah totally. It, you will 100% get lost in I there. totally derailed you. Defcon, you got the shirt. Defcon, got the shirt. One of the things that I've I have discovered since being like Defcon adjacent enough now is there's a lot of community interaction in the Discord that exists year-round, and they have a Defcon movie night oh, okay. every week, like... Uh, pretty much every week there's that's, a Defcon movie. That's really cool. And, like everybody gets together and watches a movie. And one of the ones they watched recently was a, a Dune alternate edition Redux. That's like a fan drop of the old movie. Where now that sounds edits. like the kind of movie I would expect the DEFCON community to be watching. It's accurate. And it's upscaled yeah. to 4K. Opens, so it's will, an open source Dune adaptation. Yeah, that's been upscaled to 4K. Like uh, it doesn't get more DEFCON. That's incredible. Than, here, I will read the official title It's now. written in Pearl, Def, Yeah, yeah <laughs> 100% it was written in Pearl. Dune 1984 alternate edition Redux edited by Spice Driver. Of course, yep. Uh, subs English, Spanish, Portuguese, Brazil, which Portuguese. is the same. Yeah, PT, PTBR stands for Portuguese Brazil. 4K upscaling by GW, and it's on the YouTube. We'll post a link, but you can go watch a nicer version. Surprise, no Esperanto on it. the uh, subtitles there. <laughs> it's a shortcoming, and I'm sure if we brought it to their attention, someone would do it. Rectify that Be situation. Like, Spice Diver, we need that Esperanto. Yeah, come on, come on, come on, get in there. We say that we've got somebody in the room. Who can, or has spoken Esperanto? This man. I yeah. learned Esperanto. He confessed, he confessed his Esperanto. I knowledge. did. You yeah. know, you know, Chris, Chris Hobbs also speaks Esperanto. Well, I Hobbs, Hobbs speaks Esperanto. I thought Hobbs did. I'm. I, I know. Uh, like I might be wrong about that. As a man who crammed for many a tests, I can tell you that I'm sure whatever level of current fluency that Hobbs has over- overshadows mine quite significantly. Mm. It was Chad. It's fine. Th- Sorry, Hobbs. Saying anything, yeah. saying he's, anything. He's got positive. all these people calling him speaking pig Latin. Yeah. It, it, what the fuck is what, happening? What's right funny now? is Hobbs still listens. You know, we all listen to some degree on and off to the podcast as people who are on it. But, but one of if, my if favorite I, pastimes is listening to our podcast oh, yeah. while I'm in a drive-through window somewhere, and uh, and someone opens the window and it's me. It's not until I say something like, is this motherfucker listening to himself, himself? on yeah. the radio in it's, his car? I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> you, you, would, don't, you don't do that? You would, too, if you had a podcast. It's just uh, dope. But, Spitting but, fire. But like Hobbs's cadence is like easily a month and a half off. So in January, he's going to slack you. Those. The hell, yeah. man. I love that. I don't speak Esperanto. You guys are making me sound like an idiot. 
<laughs> and I, by the time he says it too, he's gonna say that he's like, dude, I don't speak Esperanto. And I'm like, oh, don't listen for like three months. <laughs> <laughs> took me a while. We've to, been took me a while to, a yeah. I got, I got I got some wires crossed. It's Chad. Chad. It's Chad. Chad. Okay. I have a very similar experience where, you know, you'll get in the casual conversation with whatever friend, acquaintance, person. They'll be like, oh, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm editing some video. And they're like, oh, that sounds interesting. That's not a normal thing people do. What do you editing What you working on? What are you editing Just video a of? A tight shot of my own face. <laughs> Just me and my boss and a coworker yelling at each other weirdly about things no one else knows about for an hour and 45 minutes. Uh-huh. That's a lot of what I spend my time doing. Just yeah. so... Just, like people are just so confused. Yeah, it's incredible. It's strange. Yeah. It really is. By the way, we have to. I know you've been on the show before. We got Chris Allen is the third voice in the room today. President and accounted for. He's our director of sales and marketing. We always have fun when we bring sales and or marketing on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Didn't we have someone confess? We had we had a sales dude confess to a divorce on a podcast. That's a. Oh, uh, did cut. he announce it? Did on he here? announced it. Like low-key announced it's it. It's incredible. I think I already knew, but yeah. he, he mentioned it, and you yeah, hadn't heard yeah. it. I saw the look on your face. Yeah, no, it was like, a pretty oh, mortifying, shit. just like, bro, you just outed your divorce on this podcast. <laughs> he was in sales. He was several beers into the podcast, if I'm not mistaken, and he, he was, was just hard. letting it fly. There, you know, you have to, and that's, that's what you tell people. You have to build a certain level of rapport yeah. when you're in this line of work with people, but it has to stop somewhere. Oh, you, yeah. you Like, you can't back. just keep going. I know that this is me asking you to, like, Go watch this home video of me and my ex girlfriend. You know, but oh, I, like, I'd watch that too. You said it, not me. <laughs> <laughs> I heard it. I heard it after I said you it. You can't put that on the T. This you is why we can never bring sales on the podcast. <laughs> See what I'm saying? It was it was that bad. I still think you should go back and listen to that episode. I'll though. find it. It was fun. It was a good one. Oh, uh, what we did was we took a glossary of software development and engineering terms. And we interviewed the sales guy and oh asked God. him to define them for oh us. Oh, God. That's no, incredible. That was really good. No, that's actually a good idea. I wish we had done that as a video project. Uh, that's that a was, really good yeah. idea. We, we could do that to you. You're more tech savvy, I will say. I, yeah, I've, sure. I've been adjacent Your for long enough. Your sales and marketing, which means you also have to actually understand the product. Well, and it's funny because it's my specific snapshot in time because in the early aughts when I was starting, no one was going to pay for... I didn't have the breadth of experience to get paid for operations help. And, and so you the, had got passed over for that Twin Peaks thing. I fucking hey, man. I'm going to bring that back up. Salt Sorry. in the wound. Sorry. So whenever I you know, started to spread my consulting wings and fly, people were like, oh, yeah, we'd love to help you. You know how it normally goes, the dance. Mm-hmm. Oh, I met you. I like you. I need some help. I want to pay for your services. You have to do my website, and I need you to interface with this company we hired to develop our app. And so while I was an operations marketing guy over here, I was handling a lot of development. And it's funny because it coincides with the normal trajectory for a lot of people's development careers. But I knew right away that wasn't for me. I was doing it to get people on retainers to do the thing I was actually good at and like was just pushing that off to Squarespace every chance I could. And that is, there it is, sales and marketing, Yes, right? (laughs) (laughs) I knew that that was not what I wanted to spend my time doing. I was there past the introduction of HTML5. You know, got into all that stuff, and that was where I was hard cut for me. Like, no mas, I'm mm-hmm. out. You guys mm-hmm. have fun. Well, that's good. It's good. It's fun to have the. And you're not. I don't mean. To, I don't want to sound offensive when I say you're non technical, but I mean for lofty people outside of the engineering organization on the show. Not engineering. Yeah. We, we, well, we, and 
have a lot of great engineering employees who know an incredible amount of technology, and I am not one of them. I'm a but little I disappointed because I found out that they know a little bit less Esperanto than I thought they did. That's actually coming from the business unit, not the engineering yeah, team. No, offensive. So one thing that I like, I can say with confidence, I mean it sincerely, like I, I appreciate the perspective that you bring in that, and I think it's actually really good, and, and it's, it's kind of the future of sales and marketing, at least in our sphere, mm-hmm. is people that have leaned enough into software because you've you've got like government agencies and all kinds of people who don't understand computers that just go like well computers are the future so everybody needs a computer so everybody takes computer courses in high school look at me i'm progressive give me accolades aka solid hutchinson i tried that's where i was going and i've given you my best uh, Mm -hmm. hutchinson and uh he's tall by the way he's very tall i don't know if you've ever seen him in person he's he's a tall man tall drink of water not for you no no no, for everyone he's average for you you would you would, <laughs> sorry guys. Chris hit his head on the ceiling. Yeah, <laughs> he uh, I know that you you would see him and you would say, ah, uh, a worthy I adversary. Have a, I have a beer. <laughs> the, the, the weirdest thing, and so like, you know, whatever. I'll see somebody from let's say fifty yards away and be like, mm-hmm. they're a mutant. Where do they shop? Uh, did they find anyone to love them? Like, what is wrong with them? And then I'll walk by them and they're four inches shorter than me, and I'm like, ah, like, oh, oh, shit. Yeah. Is that what I look like? <laughs> that guy looks insane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like just bumping elbows with people's ears. But yes. You know? Yeah, you're like, fuck, man. If he looks like that. What's going on with me? <laughs> For those of you who have never seen the rest of this this cast in the flesh, I'm it's actually a, a nice a nice scale. Here. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it's a good yeah. stair step. If if uh, Tyrell's in the middle, we look like the AT and T bars. And I'm six foot. So I'm, that, I'm, that gets, yeah. uh, I'm five foot six if I'm feeling generous yeah. that day. So when I met Chris for the first time, we hired him remote. So he worked for the company for a little while. And when I saw him get out of his car, I was just like, oh, this is going to be comical. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's in my entourage. <laughs> but we do have in our roadmap as a company the sequel to the movie Twins. I'm yes. just saying. It's got to be there. It's got to be there. I, I remember talking to my dad about the hiring process and, and how this all came to be. And he, like, just deadpan right in the middle is like, they've never even seen your giant ass. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, my my dad. We had to take out two workers' comp policies on Chris. It's too much. It's too much already. Oh man, so, that's wow. I, to return to something remotely serious, I think that that's one of the benefits as everything moves digitally, and everyone kind of who isn't in the industry naively says like, "Well, everybody needs to be a programmer." Folks that have kind of come alongside that and been like, I've gone as far as I'm comfortable with and I understand as much as I want to understand. Mm-hmm. Like for people to have kind of pushed into it to that degree and then gone like, nope, I'm good. This is my line. I'm cool here. I know my space. Like that is of tremendous value as opposed to people who haven't done any of that. Like to me, that that's where the value lies because there's people who don't who won't do that and they don't i mean people don't have to but to be in this industry to have at least seen how far you're comfortable leaning into software mm-hmm. how far you are comfortable understanding all of the concepts that we build upon because that's like that's key to being able to speak with confidence is key to be able to understand the services and value more realistically in 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 regards to what we do 
And I think the service is being a big differentiator. I mean, you're always going to have like direct to consumer marketing, which is going to be a lot of fish in a very big net. And then even like in business to business, if you're product marketing, you kind of dial in on who these are. But like when it comes to customized services, consulting type work, marketing these days, if it's successful, has to be extremely domain knowledge driven. You have to be able to talk about the service intelligently in order to market it. And I think I've, I can look back at our own history and, and point out the places where we failed at that. Yep. Uh, and we're changing it now. That's why we have our YouTube channel rolling. Uh-huh. That's why Chris is always editing videos of himself. Uh-huh. He's making me be on LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're LinkedIn and so hard. I'm so proud of you. Tyler. And now I, you guys I, I understand. Like now that we've described I've everyone's got, statures. I've got, I've got so many Desi uncles to me <laughs> up on LinkedIn because I'm in the Python sphere. It's oh, unreal. man. I didn't know. It get, I, I like, was, it is inverted from just, like, tech bros writing their poetry on LinkedIn to just, like, a thousand Indian dudes just, like, lighten up I was having LinkedIn. a very candid oh, yeah. conversation with somebody the other day, and they are like, you know, like, how much do you get in your LinkedIn? I was like, well, I'm in there the entire day, right? Like, my entire day has been in LinkedIn. And they were like, oh, well, like, d- does anybody message you? And I was like, does... Does anybody message me? This is you're I get a thousand messages a day. This is like this is what it's like to be in the tech industry, it's and it de- probably depends on the role and stuff like yeah. that. But now we know what it feels like to be a girl on Tinder. Yes, you know, <laughs> just like no one's ever like instigated a conversation. It's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> what happened was is somebody like sent me a LinkedIn message, and they're like, "You never responded," and I was like, "My man, <laughs> we were stack order ranking the places to not message me. <laughs> you picked the top one. Yeah, totally. I will never see it. Uh, yeah. It's nuts, man. And this reminds me of something. This is something I wanted to do on this episode because nice. thinking of marketing and knowing your shit, you know, we're focusing in on the content. Yeah, and that's not just on this show which is on the engineering side, but also the stuff that we're producing on the lofty side, on the business side, a little bit a little bit more buttoned up. It's still casual, but, you know, it's... We've got two tracks We're that are targeting developing. buyers over yeah. there for the company, and that's never been the intent of this show. But one of the things that we've been talking a lot about is taking our own medicine of outsourcing the things you're not good at. That's yeah. why people hire us, and we're thinking about this as well, to focus on the pre-production of the content, the meat of the content, and start Mm -hmm. outsourcing the uh, post-production side of things on both sides of it. And I get a lot of emails, okay? And Tyrell does as well. The email for the podcast gets lit up a lot with a lot of unsolicited offers for crap. And they're always like, love the show. We've got someone to be a great guest for you. He invented popcorn or some shit like that. It's like, you have never listened to this show. Uh But the deal is that I am actually soliciting inquiries from people that want to work on outsourced post-production of this show for us so that we can go even harder on the content. And the way this is going to work is if you actually listen to the show, we'll know now. Yeah. Right? So when I get these emails like, we love the show, let's do it all the time. Bullshit. No, you don't. Because the keyword is ham sandwich. And if it doesn't have ham sandwich in the subject line, I ain't opening it. But Ain't happening. If you want to work on, if you run a firm or you're a freelancer or whatever, you want to work on post production of the show, send an email to podcast at higherlofty.com with the subject line ham sandwich. And I hope the rest of the audience doesn't abuse that and make it really hard to dig through all these ham sandwiches. Look, I'm realizing ooh, now there's a flaw in ooh. this. Uh, looking at you, worthy. Let you dare it. send us a sandwich. And then I email. planted the idea, I just inceptioned it in on if, everyone. If someone also sends just a ham sandwich, I'd be fine with that too. No, no mayo. 
for me as from a preference question, perspective. Question, question. Are no. you are you a no mayo and no miracle whip or are you a miracle whip stand and you just hate mayo? No, I just don't like mayonnaise. You just don't like the consistency, what's going on there? I could yeah. never I could never trust I'm a someone guy. who was miracle whip only. I don't think I could ever trust someone who was miracle whip. But only. here's the deal. I, like I love miracle mustard whip too. less cuz okay. I won't eat mayo on a sandwich. And okay. that's where people miracle whip. I will eat mayo in a Turkey, chicken, or tuna salad. Okay, all right, or, fair enough. Or, or a little bit in potato salad. See, that's okay? the thing. But it's got to have mustard too. I'm, in all counts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mustard, mustard I, mayo. I love Miracle Whip. I think it might be near the the top of my pantheon of sandwich mortars oh, to man. keep my sandwich together. Mm. But I've got just as much mayo because you you got to have it for cooking. You got to okay. have mayo all right. All for right. the things you need mayo for. I can handle. But that. if it's a sando, Miracle Whip ten times out of ten. I can handle. I can entertain that. But I go the straight folks that to are the just source. Like, just Miracle Whip. No, you can't. You need psychopath. You need mayo for. We're getting, we're getting into deviled egg season right now. It's so important. Yeah, don't you dare put deviled eggs with deviled egg. whips on the table. That's another oh. thing that I will put uh, mayo in. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. Deviled eggs. yeah. But but now if I'm if I need something of a mayo-y consistency, I will just blend egg whites and olive oil, which is ninety percent of the way there. Actually, right? if you haven't uh, done it, I mean, that, it's, a, it's a great way to do mayo. Now you're bougie um, and you're making aioli. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, you're almost to a Caesar salad, my man. Not everybody mm-hmm. knows how Caesar salad. You got to have the anchovies for that. Got to. But, it's uh, a must. It, it's elevated. And not everyone can appreciate it. I, I lost a beer <laughs> bet to a friend of mine that works at Twilio about the the definition between aioli and mayonnaise. Isn't um, it just uh, mayonnaise with shit in it? It's uh, a, it's no, man, no, no, it's I, mayonnaise it's, served by you uh, uh, by someone in like <laughs> with a handlebar <laughs> mustache and a black apron. That's, yeah, absolutely. So that's what I said. Shout out to to Dan Waits at Twilio if if you're listening, which I doubt you are, but I'm gonna make you listen to at least this episode. He makes a solid uh, uh, sandwich. Yeah, but. Um, yeah, he he was he he held by like no, there's a bigger difference. I was just like, nope, uh, it's just nah, that feels made up. Uh, it's just bougie mayonnaise with literally no difference. You just don't want to tell people they're dipping stuff in mayonnaise. Yeah, just you because you can mince up dill and throw it in mayonnaise and you, call it aioli, it's you, the same thing. You can't charge extra for sriracha no. mayonnaise. You can charge extra for that's sriracha called, aioli. That's called yum yum sauce, and I will pay extra for it. Yeah. Yeah, because I gave it a different name because I, I didn't s- call it Sriracha Mayo. No, uh, yeah. no there is Mayo Racha. Cool. Uh, by Hel- but I if, think you're it's at, if you're at mm. freaking, you know, Sandwich Emporium, you, you're, they're not going to. Somebody you can got sell to that them. at Walmart. Yes, you right? cannot sell uh, it true. at the bougie uh, restaurant well, well we're said, talking well about. Yeah, well yeah, yeah. You can't. Yeah, you can't serve a sandwich on a on, on just like a cross section hunk of a log. Yeah, you know. Yeah, no. What is it? Actually, Nomads does a good. You probably sell that now. If you haven't, uh, if you haven't, as long as there's like a leather smock and end of our mustache sandwich on a cross section of log. Yes. Oh, it's a thing. That's if you Lumberjack haven't found, uh, right uh, We want plates uh, <laughs> on Reddit. The subreddit we want plates is just a collection of awful. Over the top, bougie hipster restaurants. I, I know the next serve sub food I'm, not on plates. I know the next sub I'm fucking tacos in a cup and shit. Oh god, that stuff. There's everybody was putting things in like wraps in like a cone for yeah. a while too. No, there was food a thing trucks. It was like what the fuck? The Let me eat my food. At the just the head, they pulled out. They pulled the post out and just sell it on like the head of an oh, iron shovel. God, just a fucking shovel full of food. On, on a plate. It's great. We want plates. Go want find plates. that. You know that the inception of this was somebody at a restaurant saying, I don't want mayonnaise. And they're like, oh, uh, this is aioli. <laughs> <laughs> I'm smarter than that. They yes. can't pull that shit on me. No. Uh, that's good. Uh, yep. Oh, man. I'm, I'm in there right now. Hang on, I'm scrolling to find you guys a good one. Here, oh, look. Nice. Aunt Dave, now, this asshole ate his salad first, so he didn't even get the full shot. But it's just, they didn't even pull that the post out of that. That is a shovel. One. They just cut the post off. That is absolutely a shovel. Are you seeing this, Chris? Mm. 
it's way over here and it's small. But oh that's just a salad God. on a shelf. Why? Uh, yeah, I've got a. That's I've the whole get it point. There. Oh yeah, it's good. It's good. It's a solid. It's a hate watch kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, no, no. It's, it's good like stuff. it's, it's good like content. watching highlight reels of road rage dash cam the, videos. The thing is, is that like we're looking at it because like we want to eat that food. We just want it on a plate. We right? want plates. Like, we That's want, the thing. We want just like, just like, just, we're going to eat that food. And, yes. I'm, and I'm comfortable yes. with the fact that I paid $19 for the salad. Happy just bring to. it to me on a on yes. some Fiesta ware that yes. you bought at fucking Goodwill. That's fine. <laughs> yep. You know? You can make it hipstery. Yeah, that's fine. You know? But, but, go but for make it. it a plate. But like, yeah. don't bring it out on the flipped over lid of like a 1985 <laughs> yellow and red igloo that cooler. Just, <laughs> you know? That is such a perfect encapsulation of a thing that will piss me off faster than anything else. You had one job here situations. Yeah. Where it's like, I'm here to eat the food. Don't encumbrance me to not be able to eat the food. Yeah. That's what I'm paying you for. I'm here to eat. Why do I have to fight you after I paid you to some eat? Some of these are like just downright infuriating because yeah. they will do some sort of taco in a cup. And it's like the trick where you flip the beer over with the dollar under it. You know what I mean? It's just like, yeah, I can get my dollar back. I can get my taco, but like the whole damn thing's going to fall. It just seems like it's a trip. I don't know why people do this. I think people just hate customer service. So this is actually... And I understand it. We're in the middle of the great resignation and people treat restaurant staff like shit i'm not saying that i don't eat at restaurants anymore so it's not me i would argue somewhere <laughs> different and i'm gonna be the king of transitions again. again that's right nice it's about aesthetic okay and okay. we as a people have become obsessed with aesthetic no no we Absolutely haven't obsessed with if, aesthetic. if we had we would have an entire social network that's just videos of ourselves dance oh oh wait oh shit oh no who's my, gonna tell him my, my, my guys <laughs> I, 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 I could tell by the looks on their faces that there's something I don't know. He's never heard of Tumblr. Tumblr is the real grindhouse. <laughs> oh, man, Tumblr's I, bad. He's, it's, uh, he's Tumblr's so bad. He's Tumblr. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I yeah. haven't, oh, God, I can't imagine going to Tumblr these days. I've, I just imagine it looks I've like went, the set of a Saw movie. <laughs> I've went in the last X months. It's oh. definitely less than 12. Bless I went on heart. a hunt for something Bless I was looking for. It's bad. It was like OnlyFans was, we're going to ban a certain type of content. And Tumblr was like, come on over. Come back. <laughs> come back. We were always here. Come back over here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm no. pretty sure that's the fastest way onto an FBI watch list now is to make a Just Tumblr. Also Tumblr. pretty sure OnlyFans redacted they, oh, they that went, change, right? They, they went, went back on that. back immediately. They were just like, so it turns out that being, uh, they actually had a fiduciary responsibility not to do that because uh, everybody about lost all their money. All the investors said like. Yeah, that. Sorry, folks. I've got lots of quips in my back pocket, speaking of my vocation, to you know, try and give people illustrations about what's going to happen please when don't they make... Ever, please don't ever compare us to OnlyFans. A really bad decision? No, I would be comparing someone else to OnlyFans. Fair enough. But not understanding what your core business actually is and not understanding who your customer actually uh, yeah. is mm -hmm. and thinking it's something else. Yeah. It's okay to be aspirational in your business. Everyone should be aspirational in your business. Yeah. But you need to know who your customer actually is and you have to be honest with yourself and not who you want it to be and not who you tell your mom it is and not who you tell the banker it is. You have to be honest with yourself about who your actual customer is and you can't screw them over on purpose so you can go on an ABC yeah. talk show series. Like it's, I, We've you can't always do talked that. about this as we've like experimented with different positionings here at Lofty, mm -hmm. right? Like, you know, when we go out and we market and the things that we describe ourselves doing is us projecting who we want to self-identify as a customer. Yes. But it doesn't mean that we have to only serve that customer, right? And that was like, I think we had that conversation once when kind of came out to the 
like in front of the team and said like, Hey, we're going to try some different positioning stuff. And it was something like way off the wall that we ended up not chasing. Yep. But like, I remember people being like, Whoa, you know, who are we as a company now? If that's all we do. And it's like, Oh no, no, no. If someone comes to the front door with a check in their hand and says, build me an app that does this. Yeah. That doesn't mean we say no to that. This is just changing the content that we produce that we tell other people, if you feel like this, you're a customer, right? Yeah. So you can have both. You can be aspirational yeah. and say, this is who we want to be. And, that, and that's perfectly fine, right? Kia is the first one that comes to mind, right? For a long time, they made garbage cars, and that was on purpose. And now they make the Telluride. And now they make like some of the most popular cars oh, yeah. mm-hmm. um, are Kias, and it's because they... They made a product, they churned that product out, and they made cheap, easy cars that anybody could afford that would last long enough, and they continue to try and develop quality, and then they were marketing to the people who they actually want to be selling cars to because the margin's higher, right? It doesn't cost any more to make a Lexus than it does to make a Toyota. Yeah. Just fired. I, I, Real mm, talk. It's true. Real talk. It's true. Um, but they know that because of the positioning and the messaging that they got there, right? And so it's an uncomfortable conversation to have sometimes, but you can get there. Can yeah. we just talk about how the car makers are now naming all their cars after, like, they've moved to, like, the second tier ski resorts? It's it's aggressive. Don't be a hater. Because you had the you had the Telluride. <laughs> what are you what are you driving? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Say it out loud. No, no, Say no, it out loud right now. Uh, uh, it's a Silverado. Yeah, I don't think that's a ski resort. No, it's not. you're okay. Yeah. Uh, but the Kia does the Telluride. Now Volkswagen has the Taos, and I just got back from Taos, and oh. it's great. But I didn't know that it, Volkswagen not... came out with the Taos. Yeah, the that's Taos. funny because it's Volkswagen. Yeah. Has the Taos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, one of them's going to be that. Who's, can I, can I guess? I'm please, just please waiting. Do. I'm, I'm just waiting for like the Hyundai Silver Dollar City. No, like, I was, like... <laughs> was going to say the Hyundai, uh, the Hyundai Angel Fire. Oh, yeah. Angel uh, Fire. Angel Fire, it, yeah. like it's... New Mexico yeah. resort. The Blue Hole. Of, uh, uh, <laughs> whatever, whatever the name of that yeah, Kansas I'm, City. I'm there on launch day for the Blue Hole. I've been to Angel Fire. I drove through it. What's the, what's the Kansas City ski resort? Oh, I don't know. There's the Kansas City ski resort. Which may not know Kimasabi. Which broke a lot of hills? people's brains. Yeah, it's fake snow only. I forget what it's called, but yeah, it's definitely mm. there. And uh, there's one of those in name a car after Scion uh, sponsored a snowboarding competition there, which almost made me that, be willing to go try. I was going to say that makes there. sense. Yeah. That story drive, checks out. I drove a Scion for a long time. Yeah, they were really too. cool. Yeah, it is the artificial ski resort of cars. Yeah, I would say. <laughs> I loved my TC. It was it was baller. It was oh TC with the big old moonroof. Yeah, well, it was glass like, all the, the way. Car, car was like ninety percent. Well, moonroof. you know, it was glass all the way over the top, which meant that I couldn't put any sort of rack on it whatsoever. Yep. But it wasn't actually all glass on the inside. It had a pretty good size roof in the front, and there was a flap over the back. But there were some big old B pillars that went all the way over the middle, so you didn't even get to take advantage of that glass. It was just up there, going like, "Fuck oh, you! Drag. You want to put a Yakima rack? That's no, a, not gonna happen. You can put it on drag. with suction cups and hope your bike is still there when you get home." Yeah, that was, Scion, that another sucked. great example of someone understanding who their target customer actually yeah. is Scion because did, that was a Toyota Scion spinoff. It, really it was well, a Toyota spinoff really with zero options yep. because you were going to take it home and you were going to lower it yep. and you were going to put your own subs yep. in the back and it was just a non-option car. Yep, they were like, oh, hey, kids love doing this to yep. our crappy little Toyotas. What if we made a whole brand that didn't mm-hmm. tarnish our image for the Avalon and the Tundra They were like, and we can charge them? $10,000 less and we'll make a million of them. Like, yeah, every piece of trim on the dashboard rattles. You're going to rip it off and put fake carbon fiber anyway. Doesn't matter. Actually, 100%. the build quality on my 2011 TC, which was when they switched to the last body style yeah, yeah, yeah. before the TC went away, and it was that more boxy, less round. Mm-hmm. The build quality on that car was awesome. Yeah, they're that. Toyotas. Yeah. 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 It was a massive two-door coupe. It didn't weigh that much. It had a super low yep. center of gravity and it got like 100 
90 horsepower, which actually felt kind of fast. And it had a decent exhaust note right out of the factory. I, was, I loved that thing. I happily traded it for my Jeep. The Jeep gets me places that thing never would, and I just want different things out of a motor at this point in my life. But that was a good car, I will say. So to return to the concept <laughs> of aesthetic, because I didn't do a good job of keeping us reined in. Sorry. Because I was trying to transition to something we talked about in our quote-unquote show notes, All or right. whatever we call it. On aesthetic, aesthetic as a verb. I don't know aesthetic as a verb. You never heard people say like, oh, man, you know. It's well, got a no, great- I'm sorry, not, not as a verb. What am I thinking? What do they use it as a predicate noun? That's how people use it. Please use this in a sentence. Please. If you had to go shopping to get as th- as aesthetic as you possibly could, what would you buy? I don't know that. Oh, I mean, I, never understand, heard I understand. I understand that. Like, that use I'm just you like, say it, oh I've man, uh, did you notice Chris is very aesthetic? No, I've not heard this use of it. Oh my god, the kids were doing that for a yeah. while. They finally fucking knocked it off. Well, I don't so know why they're, I'm they're all it vibing up. now. It's so, all vibes. Yeah. Oh, it's well, all just vibes. Yeah, lots of vibes. Yeah. But so, good vibes only. And they never even heard the Beach Boys. They don't know about vibes. <laughs> yeah. They don't they've never vibed once. <laughs> they don't even know it's vibrations. No. They've never dropped. They come from old timey drugs, kids. Oh no, man, they come from lo fi music on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the lo fi, that's where I'm headed. Mallsoft. Mallsoft. I've Recently been made aware of Mallsoft. This is not Airsoft played in an abandoned shopping mall. No, no, no. Although that sounds Oh, I was going to say, there's a specific window in time when you could have got me to pay a lot of money for that. Oh, yeah. I mean- Post paintball, Airsoft was it, baby. Hey, next uh, week I would pay a vast sum of money to play Airsoft. We got to get this whole crew. We got to fly people in. We got to get Will from Florida and Trent from Chicago Chicago and and Justin out of Colorado. Get them all here. And we got to go to Modern Mission. But we got to wait until- moderately more covid secure yeah but like man if you guys haven't done the modern mission laser tag it's actually a lot of fun. mallsoft however oh yeah, go ahead sorry how how much i mean do you want me to go in on aesthetic like do you do you want to keep this going or you want to transition to mallsoft well they're one and the same okay we can right. go, no no we no, can no, go no. With aesthetic you do yours first. you do yours i, I insist I'm, I'm fascinated by mallsoft because a I, I like sonically very much enjoy it uh for the for those who are the uninitiated imagine vaporwave and I know I'm I'm even going kind of like at least one layer of, of internet aesthetic deep just to say vaporwave. But I would imagine that most of our listeners are aware of vaporwave. Take vaporwave, make it even more chill, and then pump in the soft ambient sounds of a mall. Mm, just that. So um, that you sound like in like that, your ears. That you're elevator music in of a, a mall, mall. Right. But it's it's, it's like do the they chillest even put of like vaporwave. The, they even put the, like the fountain in the background yeah. and everything. Oh, that it's all can. there. The good ones are. Yeah. If you get some high quality shit, yeah. So what's crazy? Yeah, to like me, if you got the good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so what's amazing to me about it? Speaking of aesthetic, there we are. It's a non-alcoholic <laughs> beverage, but it that? sounded like we used to crack beers on the show, but none of us drink anymore. Hey, here's something real. Twenty twenty one. I'm using a disposable mask as a, a temporary coaster. Yeah, as a coaster. One. Yep. Yeah. I, protect the booth. I wiped something up from like a dirty spot on the floor the other day with a mask and was like, this is where we are. Mm -hmm. This is what this is. Yeah. Better than it's ending up in the ocean. Yeah, you can use the cloth ones too. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We digress. We're going to get to Mallsoft. Well, the only thing that that I think is worth sticking on now because we want to go in a bunch of different directions and I'm fine with it is that I think the really fascinating part of Mallsoft and things that are kind of aesthetic focused is that they just kind of own it in a way that we wouldn't have necessarily done that before. And it's just like, nah, you want to listen to this in a way that like carries everything we can give you about it. Mm-hmm. Like it's not as if it's just like this music is a time capsule. It's like music as an emotional and reminiscent state. 
Because mm. most of the people making Mallsoft will like put pictures of like a Galleria as their album art. I guarantee you that bastard's never been to a Galleria. Yeah. yeah. They, they, like it's just conceptually You've a never thing in their mind. You've never put tokens in an arcade machine. Right. Yeah. And, yep. and, and yet they're able to find ways to replicate that in, in a way that they can enjoy it. Because I assume they enjoy it. I don't know why someone who is 20 for, would make Mallsoft for themselves or for people who are in their 40s and not themselves enjoy it. Like no one's making Mallsoft altruistically, maybe ironically to like a tremendous degree, but they at least can enjoy that, I think. The but way those the of way, us who would have experienced it who have those ties, like that's like firing like weird lizard brain stuff in my mm-hmm. brain when i yeah. see that when i see that out like that spotify picture and i hear that track i'm just like i get all dopamine roided out and yep. i'm just like Meh. you're just remembering yeah. like seeing santa claus at the mall 100%. and all that stuff coming back and, you know the annual trip with grandma to get winter coats yep. at dillard's <laughs> yep it's all coming back all kids today don't even know don't and, even know and for us it's pure nostalgia if we made it but for them it's like steampunk Sort of a reimagination of a of a I think that's a really great historical analogy. time, right? That's you a know, great analogy. Yeah. It's like stink. They, to, it's, to see they're they're stink. viewing a thing that they've heard of that's historically accurate from like a sort of fictional lens, right? Don't steampunk my childhood. Yeah, except go ahead and steampunk my childhood because I kind of enjoy it. It's In the really same way that people from our generation, well, we did steampunk, and then that wasn't enough, and so we went and did the Fallout thing, whatever that is, nuclear punk, right? Yep. Of imagining. A world in which nuclear power became the dominant power source in the 1940s, and that was just how we lived forever. <laughs> and, and, and oh, by the way, all the music that we listen to happens to have been made by the Rat Pack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's a really interesting point, because I can think about it for myself. My first interactions with music were classic rock in 80s, 90s country, and that was what my dad listened to. It wasn't what I listened to. So classic rock holds a very special place for me. And now I can listen to music that's derivative of it. Like and Yacht Rock? That's derivative of its derivatives. No, no, no. no. I'm talking like ACDC classic okay. rock. Okay. Like the, I'm talking about Led Zeppelin, ACDC. Well, no, but I mean, is Yacht Rock a derivative of... No. Okay. The first thing that comes into my brain is Arcade Fire is a derivative of okay. Pink Floyd. Okay, I got you. And then Black Keys as a derivative of yeah. like Black Garage Keys Rock. Quite deri- yeah. and so, derivative, but not in a bad no, way. No, and so that's, that's part of it too, I think, is that some people might have had a hand-holding experience in a mall when they were three through the lens of their parents that it meant something to them in that context and that context was imputed to them through some like tiny minuscule experiences that will never amount to the ones we had right like could never even come close to it but it's just just like tiny little tinge that was something else because it was through their mom their dad their their grandma their grandpa something and i I think there's something there better than the steampunk analogy because to actually make a music example that i think fits our generation would have to be vaporwave right so vaporwave is a thing that like i'm all about some neon lights and some funky keys that sounds like a a track pulled from like an aha album playing over it and people fucking riding dinosaurs with lasers somehow that got worked into all of it but the point is that we're thankful for it but i did experience some 80s life and i saw people with seafoam green jet skis and stuff but i was like four yeah right and so this is it's more nostalgia for me if i sat down with my dad and said listen to this vaporwave stuff or maybe better mid-tier gen xer and sat down with them and said, listen to this vaporwave. I know yeah. that you pick and choose which one you are. Uh, but I'm thinking older than you, Tyrone. Yeah. Someone in their 50s right now. Maybe they would feel about it the same way you feel about Mallsoft. This is a thing that's different for me, and it's making me feel a vibe. And for yeah. you, it's steampunk. 
then you get to put dinosaurs yeah. and laser beams on well, it. Well, yeah. And, you know, like, yeah. But I would say Vaporwave, and, and this is kind of like aging myself a little further, but, like, I think Vaporwave still has that effect on me. And I think that the key that that uh, was made was, like, the things that stick in your memory are, like, the most kind of extreme of those experiences. Yeah. So when you pass those on to the next people and they it, build on that, mm-hmm. they're building on that extreme... And so I've always, I've often joked like Stranger Things and Vaporwave yep. are like hyper distilled versions of my childhood, and I I thoroughly enjoy it. I feel extremely marketed to, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's like this like w- very surreal experience because it's just like that's more '80s than the '80s were, right? Yeah, and I'm not sure I'm cool with that. It's something that we are very good at doing as human beings is taking a thing. Yes. that's like ah, this make brain feel good. I'm going to over concentrate that, and I'm just going to fucking slam it in yeah. the main vein, <laughs> and I'm going to OD on it. Yeah, and we did it first with bread. Just like we, this gives me sustenance. Yeah. I will now eat bread until I die of beatus. And then we, <laughs> <laughs> he says, as he drinks a fully loaded soda, yeah. it's like God, this tastes good. And then we, because my brain is used to a little bit of sugar making me feel good, so we just said, "Fuck that shit, man! <laughs> Boil it until there's nothing left. Get, make it a powder I can throw into my mouth. Into uh-huh. my mouth, pixie sticks, yeah, pixie all sticks. the way. Yeah. Uh, uh, by the way, that's all Miracle Whip is mayo with pixie sticks. But I'm I fine digress. with it. <laughs> bread. Overdosing on bread. Yep. Gravy. Oh yeah. Gravy is liquid bread. Yeah. We put liquid bread on solid bread, and I will eat it every day. Jesse Imme- immediately. A, a, That's a Jesse quote. He's an alum. He's an alumni of the show, and he he would always say that you know. Yeah, because he was a northerner. Bis- biscuits was a northerner. and gravy was just biscuits with uncooked biscuits on it. Not fooling anybody. Um, with a little extra grease. A little bacon. Yeah, he's a little enough. extra grease. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. And then you just. Shove it in your mouth. I don't know. Is it extra grease? Though? I mean, there's a lot of lard in a good biscuit. It's it, well. I mean, I'm not a chemist. I think the the constitution might be different, right? It's lard and butter and biscuits. It's the same thing. That's what that is. And yeah, we're good at that. And so that's what we do. Nostalgia, sure. Let's bomb that. And our generation's just been incredible. We've talked about this in a lot of different facets on the show. We just love rebooting shit. Yeah, it's way easier and, than having an original idea. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, oh, we yeah. haven't had an original idea since like 1905. <laughs> As human beings. That's when it stopped. It's just done. 1905, finished. It was a good year. Even then, cars were just faster horses. It's true. Out of horrible quotes from horrible people, the um, Henry Ford, if I'd asked my customers what they wanted, I would have given them a faster faster horse, horse. is a very good quote. I knew you would love uh, the marketing angle there. Yeah, yeah. But to your point, I think there was an interesting distinction made. We transitioned from food to music. And I think that is a very interesting conversation to have around food because some people think food is art and some people think food is food. And I I think one of the aesthetic differences is how people feel about that when they get there. I don't know if you guys are Chef's Table fans on Netflix, but that was kind of like one of the first TV shows that I think really did this was they were showing that these chefs of these restaurants are artists. They're not making food. They're making art. And that's where I feel, that's where the distinction starts to piss me off with aesthetics. If we're at an art gallery which we have some amazing ones of that we all get to enjoy, so thank you for that. But we, kneel, we kneel at the altar and say praise be to Alice every time we go. Absolutely. Give me that sweet, sweet art, baby. If we're looking at art for art's sake, that's great. But if it means that I can't eat my food, then I'm pissed. I feel like there's a distinction somewhere in there between what is someone doing here now with this thing? And if somebody is expressing their art in their way through their context and lens, that's awesome. But I want to be able to eat my cheeseburger. And what you've just said reminds me of JavaScript. (laughs) (laughs) 
And now we're full circle. Yeah. That's right, folks. This is a, this is a show about writing code. We did it. And food uh, oh. and all that stuff. And now we're rebooting the internet with HTMX. HTMX. It's uh, our Lord and Savior. I'm the John the Baptist of HTMX. Why don't you testify? Oh, man. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. We'll, we'll clear the pulpit. Yep. Um, yep. Brothers and sisters. <laughs> yeah. Can I get an amen? <laughs> Brothers and sisters. <laughs> Praise I'm 100% with you there. I, I think and there's HTMX. To, to hear the creator of HTMX, whose name escapes me, and I apologize, but we'll have that information. Our producer some, is working well, around the clock will, on will, it. We'll acquire that name. <laughs> As he pointed out accurately, <laughs> HTML was never completed. According to his perspective, and so our producer just leaned in and said, "It's Carson Gross." Good old Carson, we're fans. To be able to do everything we need to do in HTML required more development than HTML was given, and so HTMX exists in its place to allow for more than just kind of like the basic interactive components that we have with HTML. And so, rather than the shift, kind of in the telling that Carson would give, and that I agree with is that rather than staying with html and seeing it all the way through we got bored we moved on to javascript we found different ways to solve the problem instead of sticking with where we were and that has shaped development largely ever since it's warped some things it's changed some things and 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 devalued things i would argue prematurely and so htmx is a superset of html that allows for you to make more discrete interactive elements. You go beyond just like your basic image tags and anchor tags, and you can do things with HTMX that you would traditionally start using AJAX. And other types of state management tools, right? right? In addition, it's basically putting logic in the form of additional extended HTML attributes, and then... I guess there's also headers coming back, yep. right? Header like behavioral headers, right? And all of this is kind of birthed from a realization, I would argue, and this is what I will eventually argue in a lovely series on our YouTube channel. Dang right! That uh, we stay tuned, to, everybody. Like and subscribe. Yeah, smash that bell. We, as a culture of software developers, have a tendency to value progress over everything else, and so when we move to a new technology, we abandon the previous. When mm-hmm. we move to a new paradigm we burned the bridge that we crossed to get here. And that's kind of what happened to HTML. And all of a sudden, everything was JSON. And it was JSON cannons and spas and front-end frameworks. And the the literal definition of REST was lost. Mm-hmm. What we still called everything REST APIs. Meanwhile, Royal Fielding was just like screaming we're, and we're, flailing and we're just pulling, like causing us all great consternation. We're pulling Jason from REST APIs using a technology called AJAX, and everyone forgot the X in AJAX was XML. That's it right. wasn't Jason, guys. That's right, yeah, and and it pains me. As someone who, like, taunted XML APIs and, and things of that nature. And to be clear, this was before HTML5, so this is XHTML. Exactly. Being willing to recognize, oh, man, maybe we've gone a little too far from where the web was birthed. Not because we need to go all the way back, but because we've lost some things that are very, very well-built, well-defined systems. And not everything fits in those boxes, but we can't just kind of, in the same way that not everything should fit in a highly restful API mindset, 
we also don't want to go all GraphQL and just keep moving forward. We have to recognize, okay, there's value here, there's value here, there's value here, know which API is the right solution. Because I know I, for one, was one to go like, with my meager understanding of REST to go, everything just needs to be a REST API. And then my dumb brain was just like, everything needs to be a JSON canon. And mm -hmm. I'm still a huge fan of most things being a JSON canon. But to say that because everything is a JSON canon, it is now a REST API is not accurate. And I'm, I'm here to like confess the error of my ways and embrace more accurate APIs. And what happens is when everything's a JSON canon, that means everything on your back end is having to serialize to and from JSON. And suddenly there becomes a very strong reason from an efficiency standpoint, but also a tooling standpoint as tooling adopts for your back end to also be JavaScript Correct. because it's already operating in the interchange format. Because well. yep. what do we do in our line of work right now on the back end that is the most computationally expensive thing that we can possibly do in any of our apps. What is the bottleneck that we always hit? Marshalling expensive queries to JSON. JSON serialization, yep. right? Creating JSON. So like this is where Node.js has a clear advantage over any other technology. If you're just pumping a bunch of JSON out, you're not actually, it's natively, that is a native primitive in that language. And so I think I saw a talk, Carson did a, a webinar with PyCharm. Mm. And he's a Python guy, Django guy, and kind of talking about the future of the web. And what's coming is future generations of JavaScript front-end frameworks where the new features, the new bells and whistles, because I have to pick on the kids, the JavaScript kids, again, but these sweet summer children are going like, hey, there's some really cool advantages to doing stuff on the back end. Like, no shit! <laughs> That's what we did for a long time. Yeah. But so what's happening like server-side rendering. This is the coolest thing ever. It's like, God damn it. I had to relearn my entire skill set because y'all said that was dumb now. <laughs> and we're standing back here three bridges ago going like, hang on, guys. And like, no, look what we built. It's like, oh, fuck. I guess we better follow them. They're just walking off in the woods. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> and then we get back to the bridge we burned and we'll be like, well, so we better rebuild that bridge now. <laughs> there are versions of Angular and React and Vue 3 not so much, but it's coming eventually where it's like to use the fancy new bells and whistles of the framework, there's going to be a really strong push to be using you know, server-side JavaScript to make it happen. And, and if you don't want to do that, there has to be some competing thing, and that's what Carson thinks HTMX is. And he calls it the stack. He's referring to it as Howl, H-O-W-L, which is HTML or hypertext, on whatever you like. So whatever you want, you want to write your back end in you know, MATLAB, go for it, because HTMX technically supports that. So it's a JS library right now, but the hope is that the W3C adopts it, right. and HTMX behavior, it just becomes a standard of how HTML5 and beyond operates. It's a very cool thing. Yep. It's very, very neat, and it made me remember things that I forgot about how the web used to work. Things like, oh yeah, the X in Ajax is XML. It wasn't actually supposed to be JSON. You know? right. It was supposed to be XML. Because XML. I'm looking at HTMX and you're like, it's making an Ajax call and you're returning markup. You're like returning a template back. Can you do that? Will the browser let you do that? And then right. I remember that like, wait, oh, that's yeah. all Ajax yeah. was. We didn't query the back end for JSON back then. We queried it for a link and you send a link tag back and yeah. that's how it worked. And all this is just some behavior that automatically triggers that to happen based on attributes and automatic evaluation of some code. It's very smart though. Nothing stopped it from existing 
10 years ago. Other than people losing interest and moving yeah. on. Yeah. And, and, and I remember like kind of thinking about persistence of state and that's where you get to like the whole Hadios concept of hypermedia as the engine of application state, which is a key element of rest. Chris, you don't have to tune out because we're talking here. Yeah, he's, we he's on, hear your... uh, Chris is already. I, I was contenting. He's, he's influencing. <laughs> I was. I was contenting. Oh, were you filming us? I was. No, no, no. no. Oh. But I was making some posts about right. this happening. So oh, good. You're you're in the clear. Yeah. Right. But uh, <laughs> he. Uh, but like the reality, it, it, it's interesting to think about. Like, okay, so how do we manage state devoid of the tools that we get with like Vuex and Redux and and all these like state management persistence tools in JavaScript. And then you remember, wait a minute, we used to use URLs for that. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was really that simple. How will we All keep up was, with yeah. what the user filtered things to? Oh, yeah. oh filter wait. equals yeah, exactly <laughs> descending what, yeah. in and the fucking URL. That's 100% like where we were and where we went away from. And you know and what's crazy? You can copy and paste that when you send it to someone else. It's filtered the same way. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Huh. And I, rem- I distinctly remember what's really funny. And, and I owe... My brethren at Field Agent, a tremendous apology, and I know some of them listen to this. I was such an advocate of REST APIs as I understood them and bringing Django REST framework that I kind of lost sight of those kind of basic things. And like I remember having conversations about like, well, we don't have to have it in the URL and, and kind of like going back and forth and making everything adjacent canon because it's where things were progressing. Well, I'm going to defend you. Because you couldn't compete as a product unless you embraced what the rest of front end was doing. Sure. You know what I mean? HTMX didn't exist back then. So. Well, I appreciate your defense of me. I'm, I'm, I'm softening the blow a little Always. bit. Always. But, but it, it, like it's Like literally millions see. of us are guilty of it. Yeah. So. But we can see a pathway back. And I think that there's a genuinely like really cool thing happening that will allow for us to kind of redeem that in the way that we get to listen to Mallsoft. Hmm. Mm. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, I see what you did there. Is that what Carson is doing? Is Carson so young? He doesn't look, not that he looks old. I just don't, Carson, I'm sorry. I know you listen to the show. He's triggered. Uh, He's triggered. You triggered him. My point was that he doesn't look so youthful and young and inexperienced. That's the word I was looking for. That he wouldn't have lived in an area where it was contemporary to use Ajax with XML. He's not reimagining it I like, would, yeah, my great-grandpa yeah. used to write <laughs> no. XHTML4, <laughs> and I think that this is how it was for them, and then here's my vaporwave reimagining yeah. to, of it to, to, to for give, aesthetics. To give, my music, <laughs> <laughs> to give my music analogy, and then mic drop, a.k.a. go to the bathroom or be done with the podcast. Hmm. He, he is go drop a mic. He is the teenage wrist of shoegaze. So for those of you that are, are, are fans of the musical genre that is shoegaze, mm-hmm. teenage wrist is a band that is creating kind of more modern is that shoegaze. Teenage wrist, wrist. Mm. Yep. I think I get the reference. Yeah, you might. They make beautiful shoegaze music right now. It's a little dark, but, but they're not a bunch of young twenty-year-olds who I just gotcha. is like, man, this stuff was really cool. It's like, yeah, guy, yeah. guys who would have been. Too young to be in a band when shoegaze became popular, mm-hmm. but were were well, at an age where they consumed it. it authentically. Yeah, and then now that they are, maybe they would have individually written that music, they, but now they're at a point where they're like later in life. They're not in like the prime. Like I'm going to make a band straight out of high school, but they're later in life and they're writing this music. And My wife really says good. I could put a drum set in the garage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little of that, maybe, but it's really good music, and and so it feels a little more authentic from them. And I don't know, 
I, I never want to question someone's authenticity, but to me, that's kind of where he's at with HTMX. It's not a like, I heard these guys used to do this. My grandpa told me about HTML, so now I'm going to rewrite HTML and it's going to be more HTML. It's ironic. Yeah, yeah. H- or ironic HTML. I heard you like HTML, so I'm going to put HTML inside your HTML exactly, so you exactly. can HTML while you HTML. Mm-hmm. And then you can return HTML in a header. <laughs> it's cool. I'm excited about it. We're going to be playing with it for sure yeah, yeah. we've got some content on it coming out yep. and I'm, yeah. I'm 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 locking us into it now keep yeah. your eyes it, peeled it won't be here on this show i'm sure we'll talk about it some yeah. mm-hmm. and we'll crack jokes about it but if you want to actually see us write some code and experiment with some apps and wax poetic about it find the lofty youtube channel i keep plugging our business youtube channel on the show but you know i guess i gotta find some reason there's there's enough crossover i gotta find some reason to justify the irs letting me write off these microphones for the podcast studio this is a work thing it there's enough crossover it's worth it watch foot all right don't die man oh man we've been going at it oh yeah that was good oh yeah we've had a good run i think it's time for us to close it out close it out without him he left everybody Mm, it's up to you. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm more a passenger on this ship. Yeah. Well, plus you don't know how to use the the buttons. Yeah, I, I couldn't actually. And that's try. not an insult. It's a very complicated board. Yeah. It's there's so many knobs and levers. What what do they even all do? Well, they move. Y- yes, but I'm I meant more not literally. Mm. Well, no, also literally because. Really, what you're doing? Aesthetically, what it does is they light up, but the lights don't mean anything. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. This really is full circle. This goes back to the conversation from before we started recording. Yeah, our soundboard is just a bottle of nostalgia. It's just a whole lot of skeuomorphic. This is how soundboards used to work, but this whole thing is digital, right into an S3 card. Yeah, or SD card, (laughs) or S3. So many crossovers today. Wow, so many crossovers. I'm trying too hard. This was like, hey, these guys aren't ready to just pipe this right into Pro Tools on their laptop. Mm-hmm. We need to make a board for them. And we'll make play buttons, even yes. though there's nothing to play. It's absolutely ridiculous. All right, folks, this was fun. Yeah. Chris, you can come back anytime. Oh, thanks. I we appreciate that. We might even that. structure the conversation more about, you know, something you want to talk about. No, it's good. It's we important. We did good. We only talked about tech for about five minutes, which is average I feel for like this show. Sh- I feel like we should have done even more. I think it's important. we got to give the people what they want. They're here for a little bit of fun. But they're here for fun with people you that they, they the know are smart. The marketing guy is looking out for you. He wants us to give you what you want. See, That's we, ha- right. we haven't done that for like two years. <laughs> not not at all. Not mm-hmm. even one single no, time. It's We've just been talking about like mayonnaise and crepes. Nonsense it's burrito just, talk. Mostly just food. Oh, food is so good. And like very esoteric, local... Northwest Arkansas food. And we do have some listeners here, but you know, there's people there's people in South Texas listening to this going like, what the fuck is this? People very clearly love to hear other people rant about shit they don't know anything about. Like we are squarely inside the internet zeitgeist. Wait, is it things that they the The listener listener, don't know about? The listener. Oh, we fucked up. We we just talk about shit that we don't know anything about. Well, I I I have to be honest, when you asked me for clarification, I was like, shit, it's both. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> the the answer is yes both yeah well you know but you got to take a stand you know we got to back and forth i'm trying to stall as hard as i can give him time to get back if you could see what he's doing in the hallway right now i don't think you'd be so aggressively stalling for oh, him he yeah he's just fucking around oh well never mind no he's back now okay we we wanted you to have a chance to say bye to the audience yeah we, we didn't, didn't want to leave you out. out we didn't want to leave you out just yeah it's did. fine I've, it was I've, good though i've <laughs> I feel like I can't trust what. And if you, the gone. listener, no, it, was, it was fine. You uh, don't like all that rambling that just went on, and you think, God, they should have cut that out. And you have the skills to do that. Send us an email. Ham and cheese is the subject line, and yep. you can fix it. Yeah, exactly. It's all 
for money. We'll we, pay. We'll oh pay, yeah. We'll oh, pay yeah. Real, sure. We'll pay in all. I got a bank. I got a chest full of stellar lumens with your name <laughs> on it. <laughs> Did you cut an intro while I was gone? At least. Ah, uh, the thing is, is that you could really use any of it you wanted. Yeah, so, did we cut an intro or not? That's a question for you, Tyrell. That's, that's the new producer's job. All right. Um, well, I'm gonna produce myself over to my kid's school to pick them up. Okay, that's a good idea. That seems that that makes sense. Appreciate that. Bye, Tyrell. Bye to the audience. Thank bon voyage. Thanks for listening to Friday Afternoon Deploy, recorded and produced by the team at Lofty Labs. If you enjoyed the show, you can subscribe to future episodes via iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify. You can also follow at Friday Deploy on Facebook and Twitter for episode previews, live streams, and other behind-the-scenes peaks. Past episodes and show notes on this episode can be found at friday.hirelofty.com. That's friday.h-i-r-e-l-o-f-t-y.com. If you'd like to contact the show, or if you're local to the Northwest Arkansas area and would like to be a guest on the show, you can email us at podcast at higherlofty.com.